welcome to Eternal Dirtles with Zach Clark. This is a Eternal format podcast. Uh, we talk about legacy mostly, uh, occasionally vintage and modern. And today, uh, I've got on the line Nate Gullia. Uh, hi, hi, Zach. Hey, how's it going, Nate? Great, thank you. Awesome. So we wanted to talk today about uh, Eternal Masters and uh, you know, sort of brainstorm about pun intended. Brainstorm about. Uh, you know what? What's what we can expect out of that set, and uh, you know, sort of the value of, of that set as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, I, there were a couple of cards that uh, I know we were all excited to see when they announced it. Uh, Forcible and Wasteland was a big deal for a lot of people, as those are big barriers uh, psychologically. Um, I thought we could talk about some of the maybe the more underrated, uh, underrated uh, reprints that we're getting here. Sure. I mean, I have. Definitely have cards I was happy to see reprinted. Sure. Um, so for me, and you know anyone who knows me, which is probably not a lot of people listening to this podcast, but I really like playing uh, you know, sort of green and black-based mid-rangey value decks in Legacy. Um, and so for me, the two cards that I was most excited to see were Green Sun Zenith and Cabal Therapy. Um, they're cards I usually register one or the other, if not both, when I play legacy uh at a big tournament um and getting extra copies of those will allow me to actually have multiple decks built and uh potentially uh you know have one out, one to lend out at local events to get more people playing the format since my uh, collection is really tilted towards uh taking advantage of those cards you were the non-blue player for the very for the longest time yeah that's true and now i play like green sun zenith in my bant deck and cabal therapy in my grixis deck but you know now if i get my extra set i can just build a nick fit deck and watch someone else have fun breaking veteran explorers of course um i so i was ha- i was really happy to see charlotte's agent reprinted again because the card just doesn't have en- enough printings and there's a lot of cool stuff that you that i feel like can be done with that card uh, even outside of just the you know the shardless bug deck um that just doesn't get messed around with because people can't afford to drop you know thirty forty dollars for a Charlotte's agent. Um, the other card I was happy to see reprinted was was uh, Jace the Mind Sculptor. There's just not you know it's hard to get it's another psychological barrier for this format is some people want to play you know miracles or you know some deck of that ilk you know a control deck and Jace is kind of a must at least at least as a two of if not a four uh, you know three or four of. So I was super happy to see that Jace is back in and sort of maybe lowering the barrier to entry to the format as well. Right, uh, Charlotte's agent. Uh, I mean, I've I've played it in food chain. It's a uh, you know, it's always fun to just like start start flipping cards off the top, of course, looking for the one you need the most. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I, w- I was brewing around with a uh, Charlotte's punishing rug deck that included Bloodbraid and uh, and Charlotte's agent, uh, just as like a kind of weird like mid range rug deck that wasn't you know rug delver. Um, I didn't do much with it, but you know it had it had punishing fire. It had uh, you know burn willows, Charles agent, blood braid elf. And just you know tried to do all the things, and I think that a deck like that is is totally feasible. But because no, you know there aren't a lot of copies. People are just playing you know just shardless bug, and and that deck's that deck's fine, of course. Yeah, it's been around for a couple of years now, and you know you want to see something different come out. Yeah. Um, so what, what about cards? You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that was missed. But what were you most upset about that, that you didn't see printed? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Imperial Recruiter. Yeah. Um, just first of all, it's really expensive. Um, it's just a card that I'm just not going to acquire, um, which just basically closes off the ability to play 
you know, even if I didn't want to just play straight up Hainer, but some of the red splashes and death and taxes, or just to have a cool card to brew with, um, it's a really unique effect that you don't see a lot and, you know, can, can go a lot of places if you really work at it. Um, and then, then Berserk, uh, oh, also Berserk. a card. Yeah, it's a card that, that is creeping up there. Uh, Infect is a pretty popular deck. It's also, you know, the nice thing about Infect is that if you have it, um, you know, you have a modern deck that you can pretty easily port to Legacy. So if you want to take one deck to an event to minimize your chances of losing cards, uh, that's a thing you can do. Um, I played uh, the uh, Berserk, False Cure, Cavu Predator deck without Berserks, unfortunately, for a while. That's fun, but uh, Berserk is definitely a card that you can do a lot of stuff with. Yeah, certainly. Berserk, is, Berserk was definitely missed. Um, so for me, it was um, it was Rashid Import. Uh, was was the number one card I was really upset that that didn't get a reprint. Uh, you know, not the card not on the reserve list is another is another kind of barrier to entry card that uh, I was really upset didn't we didn't see another printing of that card. Um, maybe with new new art even. You know, just something something out of left field that I, I feel like they totally they totally missed the ball on. Uh, the other the other card I was really upset about was uh, Ancient Tomb. You know, not getting not getting soul lands. Uh, and especially since you can't print City of Traders, um, you know, not getting Ancient Tomb in, in somehow just felt kind of like a total shame to me. The port's another one of those cards that's an unquestionably powerful effect if you can uh, if you can make it work. Um, you know, D and T does such a great job with it. Lands plays it, and those are obvious decks. But it's one of those cards that you know, if you have it, maybe you want to play around with it and see what you can do with that sort of denial strategy. And again, you're just if you don't have them, you're not going to go grab them. And I'll, I guess you can't even mess around with it on on Magic Online because it's the most expensive card yeah. online. So yeah, it's crazy that now nowadays Port is is sort of a uh, tempo card, a denial strategy that you've already developed your board, and now you're going to keep your opponent off the off his game. Back in the day, it was it was totally the opposite. Uh, Port was a control card that uh, would allow you get to get into the late game against your opponent. Yep. Um, so one card that I was pretty surprised to see, though I'm not quite sure why I was so surprised in hindsight, but uh, I was pleasantly surprised to see Sinkhole reprinted, even though it's at rare. Yeah, Sinkhole. Um, I think that, you know, the utility of two mana destroy target land isn't huge right now, but I also feel like the card has been really underexplored in the Deathrite Shaman era. Um, a lot of the bug decks, you know, if, if you played them or you played against them, um, yeah, you definitely want to hit your turn one death right, then hit wasteland, and then him, which is which is backbreaking. But then how much more backbreaking is wasteland, and then sinkhole your other land? Yeah, um, you know that's something that I think uh, it's it's sort of a stronger it's a stronger play on the draw. Uh, because you can really just ruin them on tempo so if they gross. don't just kill your death rate shaman. Yeah, that's disgusting. So, uh, anything like you that you were sort of surprised to see? But I was super I surprised and very happy to see uh, chain lightning. I completely wasn't thinking about it, but man, like chain lightning, it's perfect. It's just like it's adds such amount of value to the set, and it's a card that you know it's it's seen two printings: the legend printing and the uh, le- fire and lightning uh, deck. But um, it definitely needs more printings at like you know ten to twenty dollars, depending on you know what time of the year it is and whether or not uh, 
Burn is taking the front seat in tournaments. You know, it's just nice to see another another printing of that card to, to sort of bring the price down for people. And and that's another sort of uh, entry level deck is burns. People can just take their modern burn deck and be like, oh, I'll just buy some chain lightnings and, and kind of go from there. So right. it's nice to see that you know, like that they're they're kind of lowering the barrier to entry in that in that respect. I'm glad it wasn't ignored um, in a way, just because you know, if you don't want the fire and lightning you know, dual decks printing, which, you know, the foiling Only on those foil, are yeah. wonky. Um, you know, you got to dig up a Legends version. That means you're going to be buying a 20-year-old common that's going to cost you more money than you probably want to spend on a 20-year-old common. Yep. But you have to get it because it's such a good card um, for, the, for the deck you're playing yeah, with it. Yeah, it's so. super good. You know, the other card that I was super, super surprised, uh, but ultimately pretty happy about was Necropotence. Yeah, I know. we were man. both pretty excited about that. Yeah, I mean, I went out. I mean, I you know, I I got a little maybe overexcited and went out and immediately bought four just in case something happened to the you know the banned restricted list somewhere. Uh, so I have my four Ice Age copies now. But man, like Necropotence, I can't wait to drop that down in a game Unlimited. You know, right? Um, I think that one of the cool things about this set will be for newer players to really get a chance via draft to see some of these cool old cards. Necro is one of them. I mean, for me, balance. I mean, it doesn't get any better than balancing someone. I mean, I'm sure it's not that good and limited. Can we talk about uh, cards we're happy they didn't print? Because if they printed Zoran Orb and balance, I'd flip a table. Right, right, exactly. (laughs) Like, could you imagine, um, you know, putting Zoran Orb in the deck? So now I want to talk about uh, you know from from all the reprints decks decks that kind of got a, a little a little boost that you might actually see more of at your local meta because people can actually afford to play them. Yep, sounds good. Um, I know miracles is, is definitely one of them. You got Jace and uh, and uh, Sensei Divining Top. Uh, what uh, Swords of Plowshares is in there as well. You know Caracas. Caracas, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, I mean, Caracas just is huge for DNT as well. It's another deck that yeah, got yeah. a decent amount with Mom getting a reprint. Um, yep. The other, the other deck uh, that that I definitely noticed, or I think that was definitely noticeable to people, was Elves. Yeah, Elves. Uh, like the whole, you can draft an Elves deck. Yeah. <laughs> um, which you know, I don't really like playing against Elves because yeah. I like mid-range decks and I always lose. But. Uh, you know, Natural Order is one of those cards that maybe people might have thought it was on the reserved list. <laughs> yeah, know, I mean, I would, have, I would have guessed maybe. You know, it's, it's from Mirage originally, so it totally could have been on the reserved list. I would not I would not have bat- batted an eye to find that out. Um, yep. Sneak and Show got a, little, got a little hand. You know, I mean, you get Sneak Attack, you don't get Show and Tell. Um, so I'm sure show and, tell, show and Tell itself is probably going to boost up in cost. Um, yeah, but Sneak Attack was, was actually more expensive than Show and Tell yeah. for a while there. People have been playing the Mono Red Sneak Attack deck a lot as well recently. You've seen that pop up a little more. Yep. Um, I'm assuming that must and have the, some And the game. version with Nahiri gets played even now online. That's right, Nahiri yeah. stacks, yep. Um, you know, not seeing Stoneforge Mystic or Batter Skull or Gite means that if you don't have those already, you're probably not playing a Stoneforge Mystic uh, strategy. Stoneblade is, is, is on the outs, I guess. Um, I mean, I guess Stone, Stoneforge itself is a GP promo. Batter Skull was a GP promo, but then you have these awkward foils. Yeah. And Gite, I think, costs more than both of those combined. So, You know, 
lands got really got really cast out. Um, you didn't get dark depths, Bur- grove of the burn willows. You know, uh, yeah. You know, for the black version, for the blue version, for the for the green green red version, you didn't get a lot of those cards that that really make that deck uh, kind of work. Missing dark depths here. We should have probably mentioned that before. It's just such a huge miss. Like, when are you ever going to be able to print a legendary snowland? Yeah. Like, there's just not a lot of outlets for it. And as long as it's banned in modern, um, it's not going to be in a modern Masters. That's so. true. I mean, there's always, what, EMA 2? Yeah. <laughs> in two years which, or something, right? Which, which I think we'll see. Um, I mean, we will talk about it a little later. But uh, the, the response to this set has been so positive from people, uh, really, of all age groups, which I think is really great. Yeah. I hope that hope that kids get excited to play everybody wants to be a powerful wizard man yeah um speaking of powerful wizards storm didn't get much uh not at all you know they they can't print led they didn't even bother to print any rituals they didn't print uh infernal tutor which is sort of a pain to want to have to buy of course they didn't print lotus petal they didn't print um past and flames past and flames i know is one of those cards that as soon as storm takes off it, it always shoots up but I guess if you play Vintage Storm, you got Vampiric Tutor and yeah. Necro. <laughs> you know, uh, and on that topic, you know, I really, because I didn't see any Storm cards printed, I really expected uh, for there to be, you know, uh, a, a new format uh, with with that. You know, like I expected them to be like, oh, well, we're not going to include Storm in, in a new format that we're creating, uh, but we will include other other things. Uh, we'll talk about the new, the, the new format concept a little later. But yep. that was one of the things that sort of tipped me off to it, and it's it's sort of a bummer now that you know we kind of have been told it's definitely not going to happen. I think once I saw Sinkhole was spoiled, I was like, well, they're not going to print Dark Ritual. Could yeah. you imagine like they're not going to print Dark Ritual with with Necropotence out there? Yeah, Come right. on, I just, turn I'm one just... Necropotence, turn two Sinkhole, turn three Sinkhole. Yeah. You know? um, I was thinking uh, Dark Ritual. Uh, sinkhole your land, death rate shaman go. Oh, that's <laughs> so gross. Land in the graveyard and everything. Yeah, you're just yeah. like, and on turn three, I'll play Liliana. Because why Which, not? Yeah. I did sneak that into the draft. We can play Necro. Two, I'll play turn two, Liliana. Necro. <laughs> turn two, Necro. Yeah, oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know who else got, got no love? Uh, and, and listen, you, sure, you can call Merfolk Looter a little bit of love, but that's just not true. Merfolk got nothing. Right, like um, no aether vial, right? No, uh, you know, it got wasteland, which is fine, and I guess in some versions of the deck, Mishra's factory. Um, but uh, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing in this set that that uh, that deck will play aside from Force of Will. I mean, you got the two cards that like sort of make this a buried entry deck, but that deck is just shooting up in cost in modern uh, and in legacy. It's it's seeing play, especially since I guess what just recently uh, the modern GP uh, Merfolk won. Yeah, I think that, and I mean, how much is a curse catcher? It's gonna run you ten bucks. Yeah, I, uh, and I, then by the time you buy Silver Gill Adept vials, is, is probably like twenty dollars at this point. I'm not even sure. Wow. Yeah, Silver Gill no Adept is that. so expensive. I mean, you, you know, it's one of those things where you're gonna buy your set of ether vials for 160 dollars, or you're gonna buy your heavily played Volcanic Island. And just play blue red Delver. I mean, everything else in that deck. I take it is, back. It's four dollars. Oh, it is four. <laughs> it's four dollars. Okay. Well, either way, feels like it should be a twenty dollar card. It's yeah. It's only got one printing. It's only played in that deck. 
Um, I mean, you might as well just if you're if you're going down that road. I mean, getting your volcanic island, a couple of volcanic islands, and just playing like a basic heavy version of Blue Red Delver is probably just a better deck anyway. Um, more often, now, I think. I mean, I think Merfolk is a fine deck, but you know, it's the kind of deck that could be an entry point, mm-hmm. but you know, the one drop is going to cost you a ton of money. And I guess Legacy Merfolk is going to play True Name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you want to play. So you're talking about another sixty dollars for a set of those. Yep. So I mean, there was a point when when I first when that card first got printed, it was a sixty dollar card. Yeah. You couldn't you couldn't get them anywhere. I was playing just two of them initially because it's all I could afford. Right. Um, um. Yeah. So so I guess uh, you know we've covered the decks that got left out, the decks the decks that are going to see reprints. So what do you think the meta is going to look like after this? You know, we can expect to see. You know, more uh, maybe slightly larger increase in, in uh, brainstorm decks and force of will decks, right? Like, yeah, I mean, you're, you're always those are always going to be good. Um, Delver Secrets decks tend to be fairly inexpensive, um, especially. I mean, I guess the question is who's the who's the target market for entry into Legacy? It might be people who already own Tarmogoyf from Modern. Yeah, and then you can you know a lot of that stuff. You know, Deathrite Shaman is going to be two fifty instead of five dollars if that was holding you off. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, if you can get the duels, or if it's an event where you can just proxy duels and not to proxy other stuff. Um, I mean, I think if people feel like playing elves, it's it's right there for you. Natural Order was the big card. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's so there's so much that like the only thing you have to do for elves is fork over. <laughs> please tell me they're not like two hundred dollars now. Money for Gaia's cradles, right? Well, like yeah, and, and there are, there are built the deck where you can you know you can play a couple of crop rotations. What are those? Fifty cents? Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, and just a couple of guys cradles. You want to you want to be a smart guy and play Nykthos. Oh my god! See if that works for you. Yeah. Um, you know there. Yeah, the, it's a, a two hundred dollar card right now, one hundred eighty seven yeah. bucks. Yeah, so that's that's a card that uh you know that that's gonna stop people gonna from people necessarily out. playing elves. But uh, you can basically get the whole deck for free if you uh if you just buy a box. So you know you get everything but that part. I mean, I've be, I've lost to elves players who never see a guy as crazy. Of course. So, um, the card in tomb being in here. Um, you know, that's another card that was creeping up to over thirty bucks uh, oh, wow. at the time of printing. And it's now uh, Star City was was selling the, was pre-selling the EMA versions for like thirteen, um, so you can imagine they're going to probably be like ten or so at release. And you know, Reanimator is a deck that you know you don't need a ton of money cards for other than duels and force. Um, you don't need to run a ton of duels because you really just want to swamp in a Lotus Petal. Yeah. Um, you know that that's a deck that could see more play. Maybe we'll see more people trying Dragon. <laughs> you yeah. know, if you're if you're if you're rare and limited with World Gorger Dragon, you might say, "Hey, whatever." Let's do it. <laughs> let's let's just uh, you know, sometimes you open a pack and you just decide to build a deck off of that pack, right? <laughs> you know, you get the what is it? Uh, Anime Dead's uncommon. You could open up the combo right there. Just go for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Th- it's interesting to think about what you know what you'll start to see more often than than uh, other decks based on reprints and seeing you know not to say younger players but players that are newer to the format uh, getting into getting in you know with with what they've opened from from the set. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the meta kind of develops around that. I know that uh, 
you know, for a, for a little bit of time, D&T was one of the cheaper, cheaper decks to get into. That's not even the case anymore, you know. Uh, that's that's almost as expensive as any of your Delver decks as far as, uh, you know, dual lands and ports are concerned. Yeah, port, not, it just gets back to, like, how, how could they not print port here? <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's hard. There's a lot of value here. We didn't even mention the card Mana Crypt. I mean, come on. Like, when did you ever think that was going to be printed? Yeah, not at all. <laughs> I mean... You had to like buy a book to get it in 1997, and you know. I own my one. I mean, you know, I rage bought my my one at that tournament like two years ago. Because That's right. Like, I'm gonna uh, fine. I'll just buy this. You know, like after I like lost a legacy event after driving like two hours to it. It's like I just need I just need something to feel better. So, uh, am I unhappy that it got reprinted? Not exactly, but I'm not. You know, I am surprised to see it. I think it was a huge surprise to people. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... Steam buying is how I ended up with that entire False Cure deck. <laughs> false Cure, Christ. All right, so, you know, this is a limited set, obviously, so we should probably at least give a little cadence to that and talk about, uh, you know, sort of what what's going on in this set as far as limited. So I figure the best way to do that is to start with, um, you know, the Ravnica pairs and kind of go down from there. Sure, so, sounds good. Uh, so is it sort of like what, like a flashback Burning Vengeance kind of kind of deck, it seems like? Yeah, there's a lot of flashback cards. There's a retrace cards in red and blue. That's right, retrace, there's, yeah. Maybe you get your deck fade in and uh, feed it. But um, yeah, all, all three of the red, blue, mm. retrace cards, including Call the Skybreaker. Deck fade in. One can dream, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Boros looks like it's just a dude's deck, right? Like, just yeah. put down what? the put down the the one ones and, and make it happen. Yep. Yeah. And you got your efficient removal with chain lightning and swords to back it up. Yeah. You got mom. You got eight and a half tails. Eight and a half. I'm tails. like, how many tails is it? Uh, eight and a half. Eight and a half. There you go. Right. Uh, yeah. You got. You know. You got a. Uh, your your white main lion, you know Sarah Angels in there. You've even got pacifism and, and raise the alarm as far as uh, some some other good good cards for the the deck are concerned. Squadron yeah. Hawk. Squadron Hawk. Sure. Yeah. Um, Elite Vanguard. Yeah, these these are all fine cards to throw into a, a deck, and you can back it up with the goblins in red. You know. Um, yep. Um... And fervent Cathar. You know, uh, don't try and. I don't know, enchant your Wildfire Emissary with your white spells, but, you know, Wildfire Emissary is another wonderful card. Getting there with the Orcish Oroflom. Oh, the, the Oroflom, yeah. Is that how you're supposed to say it? I never know how to say that no in idea. 22 years. So I yeah. just went with I went with you on that. I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let him sell that, and I'll, I'll, I'll just say the same way you said it. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, Boros, is, Boros looks like it's a, it's a beatdown deck. Uh, Orzov is kind of, uh, kind of wonky. It looks like a control deck. Um, you've got... Access to at least three wraths uh, with uh, balance, wrath of God, and um, uh, toxic, toxic deluge. deluge. Yeah, you got some draw with knight's whisper if yeah. you want it, and and wall and of omens, and necropo oh, wall of omens is huge for that. Yeah. You got duress, um, which probably not call too much limited. Innocent blood, nausea, so cool yeah. cards. Vindicate, vindicate even. Whew. Um, yeah, so that's that yeah, looks like a pretty solid, like you know, just kind of control deck. It's not the thing I like about these sets when they come out is is everything's pretty apparent. 
You don't have the, you know, I always I always gripe about the uh, the synergy sets as far as drafting is concerned because I'm right. terrible at it. But, man, if you just give me, you know, a Sarah Angel and a Sinkhole, I can figure out what to do with them, you know? Well, it's one of the things that, you know, is going to be great about this set. Like, the cards are just of a higher power level. Even some of the, the weaker cards in the set, you know, you remember them as being all-stars in drafts past, perhaps. Of course. So, looks like Gruul is sort of an aggro threshold deck. Um, you know, you got Mongoose, you've got you've got Werebear. Yep. Um, I saw another threshold card. I can't remember offhand. You have Enablers with Commune with the Gods and Faithless Looting. Yeah. Um, uh, you've got some some pump with uh, the with Seal of Strength, which yeah. also enables threshold. Could you imagine like attack with that one one Werebear? They let it go and just sacrifice Seal of Strength. All of a sudden, it's plus six plus six. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Uh, the, in Gruul as well, you've got uh, you've got Bloodbraid Elf and you've got a uh, giant Solifuge. Right, two pretty Bloodbraid sweet Elf cards. Yeah. Bloodbraid Elf at uncommon, just cascading into, I guess, Werebear would be so sweet. Yeah, oh um, man, that's yeah, that seems excellent. Um, yeah, that's that's a pretty nice little. Uh, I mean, Bloodbraid Elf cascading into pretty much anything in in this deck is going to be super sweet, just because the value is so stupid. Yep, carbonize. Yeah, carbonize, fervor, cathar, you know, just smash in for five. Jeez, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty nice. Um, so yeah, so Gruul's Gruul seems uh, like the aggro deck, right? Uh, Rakdos not exactly an aggro deck, more of a more of a value sacrifice kind of deck, right? There's just so many outlets. Um, there's a. Uh... Carry on feeder, which is a fun sacrifice outlet. There is um, a card I'm blanking on that lets you sacrifice two guys to get one guy. Tooth and claw, sacrifice two creatures, put a three-one red beast token onto the battlefield. Um, Siege gang commanders in this set. Siege gang commanders in this set. Sanger autocrat gives you a bunch of dudes. Um, that's a really there's you've a got lot. Blood artist just chilling there to do to do its thing. Yep, uh, there's three Morbid cards in black, and Havoc Demon, which wipes the board when it dies. Um, that's an uncommon. You've got your Necrotal, you've got so much uh, just, like, um, comes into play. Yeah, you've got, you've got two pretty great 187 creatures in Necrotal and Dualcaster Mage. Right. Uh-huh. Um, Not to mention, you know, you've got plenty of burn and stuff like that, too. Um, yeah. This looks like a pretty solid uh, theme where you just you just value out stuff. I mean, even like what what's that Beetleback uh, Chief? Just value out your dudes, and then like as as the game goes long, if you have uh, sack outlets, you can get some serious value out of them. There's Torrent of Souls, um, which is a black red card. Um, return up to one target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield if black was spent to cast it. Creatures target player controls get plus two plus zero and gain haste until end of turn if red was spent to cast it. Oh yeah, that's a that's an instant, right? It's a sorcery, um, but if you pull any of those token makers out of the graveyard, whether it's Siege Gang or Sanger Autocrat or Beetleback Dude um, or yeah. Mock War Marshal, keep the dudes. Yeah, <laughs> keep awesome. the dudes, and they, you're attacking for you know. Plus two, plus zero, on whatever they have. That's so. pretty sweet, and and you know, in Rakdos, Void Void is also a card, um, so that's that'll be an interesting card to sort of play the control game with. Uh, open so many of those in Invasion. Oh my god, yeah, 
and just be like, uh, I don't know, two? And probably just <laughs> drops his entire hand. Right. Yeah, everything in my deck. And, you know, you just had to find some way to power it out in time to get it, to be able to actually hit two drops. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so uh, so Demir it looks like the reanimator deck in, in this format. Right. Um, there's Entomb and Animate Dead, obviously. Um, you probably need to... Uh, I mean, you have Dream Twist as a way to just mill you, mill yourself for six if you draw your uh, Animate Dead. Can I just say there are two ways to win with Dragon Combo immediately that I found. Oh, yeah? I was thinking there were any. So, yeah, please <laughs> please share. Um, so if you do manage to pull Entomb, Animate Dead, and Roll Gorger Dragon, or some other way to get Roll Gorger Dragon besides Entomb, you can win with Avarax at Common. Avarax is a 3-3 with Haste. That has fire breathing for one in a row. Oh, there you go. You can just get there um, that way. You just got to attack for twenty. The other thing, the other thing you can do is have a G two slinger on the battlefield oh. when when you start your chain. <laughs> yeah. and, it, and yep, you just two that them, works. two them ten times in a row. Of course, um, G two slinger. That's what a card, great card man. that, that is was. That's the card. That's yeah. the way to do it. I was like, oh, no X spells. They're just gonna put that. Oh, in there's a people. there's a third way with Keldon Champion also yep. as Battlefield yep. as three Champion, target yep. player. So it looks like yeah, they're trying to get you to do that with Dragon. That's that's but. great. Um, uh, and and, and uh, Demir again, uh, you got that extract from Darkness. Yep. Um, so that's that's an interesting way to to make uh, to to put creatures back into play as well. Um, yeah, it seems like a pretty strong uh, strong reanimation theme too because you've got a couple ways to uh, get creatures back into play. I guess if you're really desperate, you could just Phyrexian ingest one of your guys. Yeah. <laughs> Phyrexian ingest your Inkle Leviathan and get there. You've got Factor Fiction, which, I mean, if you've got, if you've got it in the top five, <laughs> they're going to give it to you yep. in some way. Um, um, so Selesnia looks like it's an enchantments deck. Yep, you got both Mesa Enchantress and uh, Argothian Enchantress, plus Yavimaya Enchantress. And a lot of cards that they would have had as, I'm assuming, spells. Um, you know, I really talked about Seal of Strength, but they have Seal of Cleansing. Just a way to cast an enchantment. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't seem like there's a, like, out-and-out, out, like... Yeah, the, the value of drawing cards in your rares, sure. But, like, there's not, like, a real win condition for this deck. I guess Armadillo Cloak. Cloak, yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> you can cloak, cloak, cloak your... I guess you can't cloak our Gotham. Oh, you know what? You, you can cloak your Gap of my Ancestral uh, Mask, right? Oh, that's in there too. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'll, that'll get you there. The Ancestral Mask on the Armadillo cloaked creature. Yeah. With Rancor. You know, why not? You're right. Uh, so yeah, that's that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty solid uh, way to do it. It looks like Azorius is pretty pretty boring. It's just like a Flyer's deck. You know, you get your uh, your surrender free, your Sarah Angel. You can pretend like it's nineteen ninety four and kind of I mean, just go from there. As far as flying decks and limited flyer decks limited have gone, I mean, you do a lot worse than surrender free, Sarah <laughs> Angel, with swords to plowshares, counterspell, days. Oh, you get that Sarah Angel with days backup. Yep, there's something about surrender free in a format that doesn't have uh, spirit link. Yeah. There's nothing better than like your opponent's like and Serendip Freet and you're like, uh Spirit Link that. You know? It's such a bummer that, that that card wasn't printed in the set. Um You know someone's gonna open like Jace Balance. Oh. <laughs> like there's my deck. Just tilt. <laughs> uh 
Uh, yeah, so Golgari just looks like it's sort of a value deck. Not yeah, really, if I've really if seen I, it. If I could mention uh, the card False Cure one more time, when I saw Invigorate in the in the set, I was surprised we didn't see False Cure. Um, they didn't play. They didn't play any infect creatures either. Yeah, um, no infect. So unfortunately, Invigorate is a card without a home. But um, yeah, the black green deck. I mean, green, black has some support for the elf uh, elf tribe as well. There are a couple black elves. Oh yeah, you've got the the like life drain elf. Uh, in, in black green too, right? Yep, Blight Soil Druid, Deadbird Shaman. I think all these cards just came out. I might be wrong. I don't know. I know Eye Blight's ending didn't just come out, but that's that's some of the best removal in the set. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you can play your your uh, Emperor Death Crocodile at common. Yeah. Jesus. Um, uh, let's yeah. see, and then and then finally you've got a Simic with a like a. Another sort of threshold deck, I guess? Yeah, you're going to dump stuff in your graveyard. You're going to have a Trigon Predator, Man of War. You're just going to tempo them out, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't seem like there's a ton ton for that deck. There's an Island Cycler. That's probably an indication you're supposed to discard it. Uh, But Factor Fiction... Can we talk about factor, factor yeah, factor fiction. I mean, it definitely works in that deck, but there's very little. There's very few decks that don't want factor fiction. Right. You know, I would splash uh, another two, uh, another color just to play factor fiction, probably. Right. I mean, you're going to draw, you know, two to three cards most likely. Yeah. Um, Maybe put your opponent in a situation where you need to get a force of will, but you drafted two of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or, he um, sees the Force of Will, you put in a pile of one, and then you get the four cards and Force of Will it anyhow. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I, I'm not a player, I'm not a person who plays limited very much, but, you know, if, if I do get to draft this set, you know, that's going to be tough because it's probably going to sell out real fast. My opportunity will be when I'm in San Antonio on a work trip the weekend it comes out. I think it'll be so cool to just be in another city and and see people, uh, some of them maybe seeing these cards for the first time, especially in the draft. I mean, yeah. Um, when, when did you ever draft a, anything from Mirage? Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't draft Mirage. <laughs> I just played sealed with it back when uh, that was my very first uh, Pro Tour qualifier. Was was Mirage sealed deck in like 1996? Yeah. So yeah, I, the the limited format for this for this set looks really fun. Um, and it's it's really basic. I, I feel like I'm I'm sort of bummed that there was a there's a limited run on on this set, and it's not it's not more of an unlimited run set that you know master sets always seem to be uh, printed that way, which yeah. is kind of a bummer. I mean, compared to modern masters, I had I, I said not a not a regular drafter. I had so much trouble trying to figure out what was going on in modern masters. That was the first uh, modern masters was probably the best I the best I did. I had like a good like five or six tournament streak where I was just crushing people. And yeah. second Modern Masters was fine because no one was really on the Boros deck. So I, mm-hmm. I kind of jumped on that online and, and, and made made my way, uh, you know, breaking even at the at the very least with that. So that was kind of nice. Um, right. But yeah, this set looks looks like it'll be a lot of fun and, and limited. So I'm, I'm excited to check that out and see what's going on. Yeah, as well.
All right, so we were talking about the the Masters format before this like sort of made up format we came up with, and what what that came of was uh, Nate had texted me uh, at like six in the morning uh, about this spoiler online that was this guy was like, "Hey, there's going to be a new format announced," and everybody got up in arms. I immediately went out and bought uh, like online at like six in the morning. I bought Necropotences because I was like, "Oh God, if they're going to have those, this is definitely going to be a format they're played in." And, um, and immediately, you know, they, they just quashed that. So, um, we started getting into talking about it on this email list we're on, and the idea was the Masters format, which is, you know, Modern Masters, Modern Masters 2, and Eternal Masters. And, uh, we started coming up with deck ideas that was, it would be, like, sort of standard, uh, now, you know, back in the day, when they just, like, here you go, here are sets you can play, and they didn't all necessarily have themes that went with them. Yeah, and I think, you know one of the reasons that we that this sort of took off was you know well there were a couple things one is that you know you get to play the cards in in eternal masters and and even the modern Masters sets are do tend to be of a higher power level um it's it's greatest hits um at sort of at at all levels um even down to like you know draft filler commons you know but it's the best draft filler commons yeah and instead of having to play you know if you're playing standard sets you're going to be you're going to be drafting some drek or seeing some drek but and all these cards are going to be in the master sets are going to be fun to play the other thing is you know i mean for some of us if you can remember either you weren't playing sanctioned magic because you were a kid or um, you know if you remember the early days of sanctioned magic when you could do crazy stuff like play for balance <laughs> you know yeah. like that was the thing you could do maybe not for that long um, but, you know, or four Necropotence, or, you know, there's never been a deck with four Mana Crypts in it. So, oh. is there a way for, for the, in a highly curated format, um, is there a way for this to work? And I think that it's a fun thought experiment, and also, you know, if this is a thing that, if this is a, a, a thing that they want to, they, they want to pursue, I think it would be, it would be pretty fun. It's, it's been a lot of fun to think about and sort of brainstorm some ideas. Yeah. I mean, and we initially were like really worried. We we're like, Oh yeah, you can't have four mana crypts because like, you know, turn one mirror enforcer. And you're like, Oh no, that's fine. Like swords to plowshare that. Now you have to try and win the coin flip game. You know, <laughs> you're right. It's, it's funny how out. that works. Like, you come up with these busted openers, busted opening ideas, and you remember that Force of Will is in this format, yeah. or Swords to Plowshares in this format. Um, so I, I've been I've been sort of tossing together some deck lists. Um, yeah, I'd love and, to hear them definitely. Yeah, I think that initially there's a couple things that that you have that it's sort of appreciate about this format. One is that the mana that you take for granted in most uh, eternal or non-rotating formats is just not there. Um, their decision to cram all these cons, gain lands, and throw eternal masters, um, you know, it just means that you're not getting, you're not going to have fetch lands and duels or shocks. So, you know, you're just not going to have your perfect mana. You do get City of Brass and you do get Vivid Lands, and you can of course play Basics, Terramorphic Expanse. But one of the interesting things that that does, however, is that it you know, a lot of the best decks or very powerful decks in Modern and Legacy are these sort of three-color good stuff decks. And without that mana support, you know, you're going to really not be able to do that. You're going to be sort of constrained. And that is sort of a throwback to yeah. days of yore when if you had duels, you had duels and great, but you'd have a way to fetch them. And if you try too hard, there's always that jerk playing Price of Progress, right? 
or Wasteland, right? <laughs> or Blood Moon, which cool. is in Modern Masters. Blood Moon. Um, the other thing is, you know, we were we really wanted we wanted to think about this with no ban list, but and yet somehow every deck I brew has either four mana crypts or four chromox or four of each. But I do think that that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, that they're unsafe. We haven't really tested much of this yet. Um, yeah, the nice thing is is that there's no real real way to abuse four mana crypts. You can't like tinker for you know, a Blightsteel Colossus or anything like that, or, you know, so you don't get, they don't leave the board. They're stuck there, you know? Right. So, you're, you know, your Mana Crypts or, you know, even Necropotence, like, you know, they're, they're paired with cards that are not as powerful as when they saw play initially, so it's, it's very hard to um, worry that they're going to be too powerful. Uh, and especially in a, in a format that doesn't actually exist, you know. Right. Um, well, I would like to do a, a tournament with this format sometime, just to just to kind of mess around with it. But yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna probably be uh, testing some decks. You know, I know Zach's gonna have some way for you guys to send feedback if anyone wants to brew decks and send it, um, send ideas. Um, I should talk about Affinity, which was the deck I, I built, which was really funny. Um. You know, I, I, I built this Affinity deck, and it looked absolutely brutal. Uh, it had four Crypts, four Mox Opal, plus Dark Steel Citadel, Arcbound Ravager, um, and all these great cards. What did you pair with the Mox? Uh, with Mox Opal? Yeah. Mox Opal, not Chrome Mox. Oh, Chrome Mox. I, I, I was worried about Chrome Mox. No, Mox yeah. Opal makes a lot more sense. So I built this deck. It looked sick. I loaded it into Tapped Out. And I mulliganed to four the first time. I was like, phew, I'm glad this deck isn't that good. <laughs> then in game two, Dark Seal Citadel, Mana Crypt, Mox Opal, Lodestone Golem, go. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. gross. But, you know, if you don't do that, you know, you, you realize when you don't have certain cards from tier one or tier zero archetypes, that those cards are there for a reason. And in this case, the cards that I found that you really missed were Ornithopter, Memnite and Springleaf Drum and Signal Pest to an extent. Um, you know, you have to play a two drop, which means if you don't draw your mana crypt, um, you don't have an accelerant on turn one. Uh, Mox Opal isn't going to do much for you without enough zero cost artifacts. Yep. Um, you can't play Chromox in your all artifact deck, so that's out. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see that, you know, your hands were either, you either drew mana crypt. Or you didn't, and then you just sort of played a land, passed, and then the next turn you played a Ravager and passed. Yeah. Um, so I think you know it's one of those things where you know you, you look at the deck and you're like, well, Citadel Crypt Opal Lodestone go, or you don't do anything. And I think that's that's you know if, if someone feels like playing Affinity in this format, it's it's not necessarily going to be busted though. You know this deck was not very refined. Frogmite is a fun card with Mana Crypt though. Yeah. Jesus, Frogmite. Um, You're just like, turn one, Frogmite, go. <laughs> um, here's a deck that, uh, that you know, I think would actually be very strong. But again, we're going to talk about Conspicuous Absence. We've got four Mana Crypt, four Desperate Ritual, four Chromox, four Sneak Attack, four Chalice of the Void, four Blood Moon, four Shrapnel Blast, two Umbacool... Four Scargan Firebird, which I'm sure everyone's going to have to Google. Four <laughs> Thunderblast, and you're really going to have to Google that. 
um, two Kozilex, and 20 Mountains. This is a sneak attack deck. Um, and so Scargan, Firebird, and Thunderblust are cards from Modern Masters. I don't even remember what they do. i got to look them up. Um, but if you think about the Mono Red Sneak Attack deck that exists in Legacy, um, you know, part of what it does is that it can always just jam an Inferno Titan off of a Seeding Song yep. or something like that. But Inferno Titan's not in the master sets. Yeah, you have uh, to just play a 6-6 <laughs> six, six bird instead. Yeah. Um, and Scargan Firebird's only a 6-6 six, six if you actually you somehow damage somebody, them. Yeah. yeah, so it's not always going to be... It's nice that you can recycle it and sneak it in again if that's, your, that's what you want to do. But um, So this deck has, has the ability definitely to go just turn one, uh, Mountain, Chromox pitching something, Desperate Ritual, Blood Moon. So how good is that going to be against a man, mana bases of a lot of basics? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, this is an objectively powerful deck that, uh, but it might might just because it's powerful, you would see it as being powerful versus other legacy decks. Doesn't necessarily mean it would be. I think that um, if I were to go go like in a theme, uh, build my own deck in this format, it would just be like mono blue tap out control. You know, like play Kiga the ti- the title star. Play mm-hmm. play Factor Fiction, play Gifts Ungiven, play Counterspell, play Force of Will. Hell, throw some Wastelands in there for good measure. Chase um, the Mind Sculptor. Chase, of course, right? Yeah. Like, you can just play Mono Blue and then, you know, uh, Control Magic is in the is in the format. So you don't actually need the removal that, that White and, and Black offer you. So you, you might be able to just play, like, a Mono Blue Tap Out kind of deck. Yep. You can play Arcanist the Impotent. Yeah, Omnipotent. Omnipotent, yeah. Arcanus the the Infinite can't, is, you know, there's only one of him. He can only, he cannot have kids. Um, Um, But yeah, uh, I think you can play like, you can play some pretty interesting monocolor strategies, you know, like stacks. You've got braids and and sinkhole, you know? And lodestone golem. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just be like that person who plays the deck that like, you know, green has elves. You can, you can straight up play progenitus elves, you know? Um, yeah, you can also play four balance, four chrome mocks, four swords to plowshares, four top, and then I sort of trailed off from there. Yeah. <laughs> in this, yeah, in this list. Figure it out from I there. Four Mistress Factory, four Blink Moth Nexus. Um, you can see where that was going. Um, it, you know, it's interesting because a lot of the Jun deck that has just been so good in Modern and Legacy, uh, is in this, in this format. Yeah. Deathrite Shaman, Dark Confidant, Tarmogoyf. Um, Bloodbraid Elf, Maelstrom Pulse, Lightning Bolt. I mean, yeah, it's you know, like you they, it's like they, you know, didn't print uh, fire. Uh, what's it, punishing fire and uh, fire uh, the right. Burn Willows because they knew that this format could exist. Yeah, but on the other hand, how could it? It, it might not even exist just because you know there's no fetch lands for your Deathrite Shaman. No, which of course leads me into a deck that you know I love, which is Bant because you can play Noble Hierarch. You have Noble yeah. Hierarch, Green Sun Zenith, Nether Reliquary. Um, I mean, you just got so many good cards. I guess you could play Tarmogoyf and Bant. There's no Stoneforge Mystic. But, uh, you know, it's interesting how Knight, uh, Noble Hierarch it just becomes better than Deathrite in the format where there's no... Yeah, where there's no uh, value to it at the... Uh, Deathrite becomes, the the, you know, it becomes like a Grim Lava Mancer, which is not bad by yeah. any means, but... Uh, the, the acceleration that makes that card just busted um, is, is absent. So, 
even Wasteland, not such a great card here. Um, and of course, uh, you can't go without saying that uh, Una, Queen of the Fae, is in one of the Modern Masters sets, which means you can actually World Gorge your dragon. Oh, yeah. For the World win. World Gorge Una. Yeah. Good night. That's um, that's the way to go. I mean, if you if you get to play the Masters format, that's, you know, that seems like the best the best bet. There's no, like, X draw spells in, in Masters, right? In Modern Masters or Modern Masters 2 or, like, X... Uh, uh, not that I know spells or anything like that. Uh, I know there are a, mill spells. Here's here's some cards that are in Modern Masters, Zach. Uh, Bridge from Below. Yep. Golgari Thug, I believe, is in Modern Masters. Oh, my oh God. no, I'm sorry, not Golgari. Like Stinkweed Imp is in Modern Masters. Stinkweed Imp is, yeah, yeah. Um, and here's a here's a couple cards that are in Eternal Masters: Cabal Therapy and Icarid. Ooh. Oh, and Ken uh, Ken Fiend. Whatever. Oh yeah. Um, what's that called? Flame Kinzella. Flame Kinzella. Yeah. yeah, that guy's pretty good. Of course, you can't. There's no uh, uh, flashback zombify. Sure, but uh, you know, like you can just, you know, animate dead it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or you can just, dead. or you can just make infinite. You can just make tons of zombies with your Icarids and Caval therapies. And is Viscera Seer? Uh, Narcomoeba is in this set as well. That's right. Narcomoeba is in there. is not. Viscera Seer is in the commander deck. That's what I was thinking of, but. But, uh, but yeah, I think that you know one of the interesting things that has come up around this this idea is just the idea that you look at it, you see some of the cards just like I did there, where it's like, ah, hey, you got Bridge from Below, you got Icarid, you got Cabal Therapy, and then you think, well, that's that's just it, you know, this is just broke the format. But then you realize little things that are missing. I mean, in this case, Golgari Grave Troll. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially. Oh, well, really? Yeah. The card that the card that puts this deck on the map is uh, what's it called? Uh, the reanimation spell. Yeah, Dread Return. Dread Return. And without that, you don't have the, the you know, quote-unquote manalist version of this deck running around in, in this format. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't have the mana version either without yeah. Wild Side Diamond. But, True. Um, you, know, you can just straight up play, like, black, white, mid-range. Um, you know, you've got your mom. You've got mom and death right, which are great one-drops. You have duress, cabal therapy, him, swords to plowshares, necropotence. I mean, yeah. it's just funny because you get like these decks that you like to play. And you're like, oh man, I'm missing so many cool parts of it. But I guess I can play Necro, so that makes it okay. Yeah, I'll just figure it out from there. I'll just play Necro. Uh, sure. Yeah, um, this, this looks like I mean, th- this format would be would be a lot of fun for for sure. Um, I, I you know I really want to try and try and get like a, a tournament together for it with some people and just t- kind of talk about how how that went. But um, you know, obviously that's that's for some other time. Yeah. And uh yeah, so I think uh you know, that's kind of that's kind of it for the show at this point. Um you know, Eternal Masters, it's it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to open up the format to a lot of people, you know. That's I think that's that's really the main point of of the show today was you know, talk about Eternal Masters and and tell where uh where it was going and you know, see if uh see if we can sort of make some sense out of it. I'm excited to see uh this this set get out there and get people interested in in legacy, um, you know, and vintage, and and uh, try try and try and grow these formats. You know, I'm I'm moving from Brooklyn to Utah. There's not a lot of legacy out in Utah. Maybe this is a way that we could start seeing some legacy grow out there. Yeah, man. Um, you know, it, it just gives gives people cards. So yeah, that's what that's what people want. And I just got to say again, I just it's been so great to see like how excited people were for this set. 
Um, even people who have sort of a defense mechanism about legacy, like, oh, you just get char belchered, which you don't in every game, obviously. Or, oh, it's just so expensive. But, like, people just see these cards in print and got excited. And I think that's really good. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's a solid, uh, you know, uh, reaction to, to any set, you know, Wizards puts out. So, uh, you know, seeing it in a set that, you know, we, we kind of feel close to home about, you know, that's kind of that's kind of wonderful. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I suppose that's it. Thanks. Thanks for uh, coming on, Nate. Thanks for having me, Zach. Of course. Have a good night. Have a good one, man.